plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one mana. Well, I mean, all the good ones do. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. And welcome back to Cantrip Cartel, your weekly dose of bullshit and stupidity. We're actually going to be on schedule this week, I think. I got a, got a good day off early in the week. Matt, uh, unfortunately, didn't have anyone in his family that's going to ruin our recording, so... Uh, we're good to get going, Matt. Uh, welcome to Cantrip Cartel, Matt. How are you doing this week? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, has Not much has changed since last week. Um, let's see. Yeah, nobody else in my family died, so there's a step in the, the right direction. The bar has been set. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a pretty low bar, but we've, You'd we've think, got it down. You'd think it'd be a low bar, and yet still... People find a way to come in underneath it. Right. I mean, come on. What kind of loser dies? <laughs> I mean, I'd appreciate if they didn't. Right. But yeah. Um, I'm reading Harry. I'm reading the Dresden Files on, uh, and I'm on Deadbeat, where Kumori was just talking to Dresden about, like, we can end death. We can just stop people from dying. And he was like, that's probably a bad idea. That's a fucking horrible idea. It's probably, it's probably a, it's probably a bad. And so, and she was talking about, like, well, think about all the amazing good people that would still be alive. And obviously Dresden's response is like, yeah, but all the bad people would too. And I kind of ran through the logic and I was like, I'm I'm pretty positive that bad people staying alive is way worse than good people staying alive. Because... Ooh, go go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Well, I was well, going to say, because it doesn't matter how good a good person is, bad people almost always trump good people. Well, that's... there's So, there, A, to back up your point, uh, just the simple fact of the matter is, if you look at it as good people building things and bad people destroying things, then it's way easier to destroy things and build things, right? So, yes. like, just having... Even if it was one-to-one, -one, the bad people can do more damage uh -huh. than the good people can do more good. In theory. So, like, if we're just... Well, yeah. If we're assigning so, utils to this, right? My, my mentality was it, behind it was, like, if you think about it, if you had an equally good person and an equally bad person, uh, the bad person will kill the good person. The good person will kill the bad person. Well, that's not necessarily true. Like, good people, you can be, you can use violence for defensive purposes, and I would consider that good. I would, but, like, the comparison is, like, well, you've got, um, uh, you've got, Albert Einstein, one of the greatest minds that ever lived scientifically, and you've got Joseph Stalin, one of the uh, worst dictators that ever lived. Like, or you could, just, or the direct comparison is Adolf Hitler. You have Adolf Hitler and uh, and uh, uh, Albert Einstein in the same room, and it's like, well, one the bad person is just going to kill the good person and not care about it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you in that sense, but the flip side is, like, to me, the reverse of Hitler Stalin isn't necessarily albert einstein if do you catch I, my meaning like you know what i mean like albert einstein's not really in the same position to do that stuff there there's there's a opposite side of the coin like a good person running the government or something like that to counteract him i think the bigger thing and not i'm not saying you're wrong there but the bigger thing is there's far more bad people than there are good people mm -hmm. so even if they were one-to-one like, as far as, like, one cancels out each other perfectly, which, again, I think, like, I agree with you that, like, the bad people are just do more damage and are far more capable of doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's just more, there's just far more of them. And then they, bad people seek out power, and then once they have power, they live forever. So yeah. the only way to overthrow them would be to violently do it. Yeah, it was, so. uh, Kumori... 
uh, is definitely a little off a rocker in regards to that being the solution. Yeah. Like, well, everybody comes up with the that fantasy. And it's just like, yeah, it would be cool if I lived forever. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be cool if Mozart lived forever or Beethoven lived forever. But that's not who will live forever. Right. It's not only who would live forever. So... Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, he does go through those consequences in the book. Oh, yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah, we're not doing this. This is dumb. Yeah, it's his, it's, it's his argument. It, I, I don't know why it, got, it was so funny this time, but one of Dresden's funniest interactions ever is in that book, in my opinion, where he's when he's talking to Cowl, and Cowl's like, give me that book. And he's like, bite me. And he's like, give me the book. And he's like, bite me. And eventually he's like, Dresden, give me the book. He's like, bite my ass, Cowl. And I don't know why, but that defiant Dresden, just be like, bite my ass, was, yep. I was dying laughing on the tractor. That was so fucking funny to me. I yeah. could not stop laughing. And him just fucking yelling at Cowl, fuck you. Yep. Well, that's, and he's not very eloquent either. Like, no. it's just, just a good old fashioned bite my ass. Bite my ass, Cowl. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, I do very much, uh, very much enjoy the Dresden Files. Yeah, me too. They're good. I uh, I finished Battleground, and then the next, like, I just have like four or five series of books that I just kind of cycle through, just as kind of like background noise when I'm driving and I'm out of podcasts uh-huh. to listen to and whatnot. So I'm back over on Harry Potter, and I'm about to finish. I'm about halfway through the last book on that. I and need then... to start. I need to bump back over and read Codex Solar. I've read the Dresden Files. I've read the Dresden Files enough times that I told Sarah that I was reading them again. And she was like, "Jake, how many times are you gonna read the fuck of this fucking books?" And I was like, "I don't know. They're just they're good. And there's nothing else to read." Well, that's the thing. It's like it's kind of like how many times are you gonna watch The Office? That I mean, not you oh, yeah. literally, but like people just, know, just fucking they just, just background noise. I just like, keep watching it, yeah, because it's it's still good. Yep, it's not like I, again, it's not like I don't listen to other books. It's not like I don't listen to podcasts, listen to music, watch other... It's just when I have nothing to do, like, for example, if I'm sitting down playing Final Fantasy XII, because that's the other game that I started playing recently, again, Mm -hmm. um, because I've got it for my Switch, it was on sale, and uh, we were going up there, I think I actually got it over Christmas, because we were going up there to see my parents before my dad died. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I've got a game to play. Because we were going to be there in in my hometown for like three days. And I'm uh-huh. like, there's nothing for me to fucking do for 72 hours up here. Yeah. So I bought that. And it's a really fun game. And uh, the problem with the Switch is the controller physically sucks. So you, like, I don't want to play. So this is the shitty thing. So like, all of my favorite games from Nintendo, mm-hmm. a lot of them are platformers which you need pretty precise controls for. And the yeah. Switch controller just fucking sucks. So I'm like, it's, I guess I'll, I just need JRPGs because that's like the controls don't really matter all that much. That's true, yeah. So You can do whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was playing Final Fantasy twelve, and when like you're kind of like moving through the map or just doing some grinding or whatever, like that's one of my favorite things in the world to do is like grind on a game that I'm enjoying the grind for and listen to an audiobook. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's one of the reasons why I like being a driver is like I get that same thing where I'm like, I've got, like I'm paying attention to the road, but like that doesn't occupy all of my consciousness. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all, like, yeah, at all. And I also I don't like just like if I was just gonna listen to an audiobook, it would drive me nuts to have it on and just sit in a room and listen to it. Like I need to be doing something. Yeah, I don't. I don't just sit and read anymore or anything like comparable to that. 
Yeah. I, uh, I do stuff. Right. I want to be doing something, but I want to be like somewhat occupied because very rarely am I doing something that really takes all of my attention. And when it does, mm-hmm. I just turn the book off. And I can tell. Like I'll be, for example, if the weather's bad and I'm driving, I'll turn it to music because I don't really want to. I don't want to get like into something and then like fuck yeah. up driving. Or like you know, if we're like working on something in the house or like something act like repairing something or you know stuff like that where it's like this needs my attention music actually helps audiobooks and shit like that way worse so yeah the nice thing about it's i the reason i've come to love so much reading books i've read a bunch of times is i can just be like just stop listening to it something comes up and i just i just stop paying attention to the dresden files because it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, or like, if I'm doing something, I have to get on my truck for a little bit. I can just leave it on because I don't care. I've I've heard all this. I don't need to hear Dresden fighting Kumori again or whatever. Yep. Which is perfect. I love it. Yeah. Oh, and I I started doing this way back in the day. With um, what I would do is I would always watch the same movie before bed. Like, mm-hmm. and I like I would put it on and then go to bed. And the running joke with Amanda, with my wife and I, is. It'd be, uh, for the longest time, it was The Matrix, and then eventually it swapped to Fellowship of the Ring, mm-hmm. and it would be, uh, in like, asleep before Bilbo's birthday party, which is, like, you've seen the movie once, there's basically yeah. the prologue, where it's, like, Bilbo's here's party. the history of the ring, and then it's, we're in the Shire, time for Bilbo's birthday party. <laughs> yeah. And then you just turn the sleep timers on, and poop, dead, like, not dead, but off, and, like, Gone. Yeah. that, to me... And I now I just we've just pivoted to audiobooks, and that's where those five or six series come from. It's mm-hmm. like they're just my favorite ones, and I can turn on in bed, and it keeps me from sitting there like spinning my wheels, laying in bed trying to fall asleep. I just listen yeah. to a book that I don't that doesn't take much attention, and it's just enough to like pop me out, and then good to go. So that's but now I've just just gotten to the point where I just constantly like listening to stuff. So I just like listening to people talk like having conversations so Mm -hmm. like that's the primary reason i listen to podcasts and i almost always i almost exclusively listen to podcasts with two or more people preferably more because i just want to hear the conversation the content is important but like i just like having conversations going on Mm -hmm. so dude i'm trying right now the people can't see but i'm trying to organize my stash in uh, tarkov and it's difficult i got a bunch of insurance back for some stupid missions i was doing and uh, this is not easy, trying to get all this shit fit. I have the max size uh, storage, and it's full to the it's full to bursting. And I'm trying yeah. desperately to organize this so that I can fit all this shit in there. And it's like, Jesus, come on. But yeah, um, there's also, so you just brought it up right before we started recording. Um, Pay- Pal World is a game. Which <laughs> Pal World is a huge Apparently, game right now. Apparently, it's a huge success. It's like I just popped open on Reddit and it's on the front page. Like yes, five million fucking uh, units. That's awesome. Yeah, it's I I saw a thing on uh, TikTok that it like broke the record for most concurrent players on Steam. It was like one point two or one point three million people. Um, apparently, apparently Nintendo's very upset with it. <laughs> they are not happy about it. And they're like, you guys just ripped off po-. one of the arguments I heard because they're like, you guys just ripped off Pokemon. It's it's very derivative and it's that's bullshit. And then the response is like, yeah, because you haven't fucking done anything with Pokemon in thirty years. Right. It's the same game every fucking time. Like we all clearly love Pokemon, and you haven't innovated on it one time. 
So yeah, you can just release Pokemon and sell five million units. Yep. And there's been there's been other people who've tried. There's Pokemon. There's Digimon. Um, and to be fair, they did release that Pokemon Arceus game, which is the open world thing. Uh, the wife played that, and it looked like fucking shit. Like that yeah. game looked like it sucked. Yeah, they uh, they did release a new version of Pokemon, and it was one of those. It was very much. It was the same thing as like Diablo Four, where that game came out, and for like a week and a half, two weeks, everyone was like, "This game's amazing! It's so cool! Pokemon's so amazing!" And then they started showing all the bugs and problems. And people were like, oh, this game sucks. Yeah. Well, even if it was like perfectly made, I was sitting there watching her play it. And it's like she moves through a field and it's like, you need to catch 40 fucking clay fairies in order to learn everything about this clay fairy. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, yeah, they they implemented it very poorly. I think it's like the wow thing where it's like, hey, go do the same thing for an hour. Right. Go to the same mind-numbing, meaningless task for an hour, and then you'll uh, then you'll be able to progress in whatever capacity you were trying to. Well, the funny like thing the, is, in like WoW, for. those kind of things are there for a reason. Like, and they they like there's been MMOs and whatnot, and they just don't kind of. A lot of times, they don't work without that kind of stuff. Like, for example, if you just created a character, if you yourself just created a character, a max level character. And tried to go raid with people, you'd have no fucking clue what to do, mm-hmm. because the the max level characters in a lot of MMOs are actually really complicated. Oh yeah, especially for most games, like they're really fucking complicated. So they're like, you need to take the time to level from one to seventy. Yeah, because that's it's gonna take you this long to figure out how to play this character well. And then the funny thing is, people complain about that, and then you get to max level, and motherfuckers still suck. And it's just like, dude, you've been doing this for seventy levels in your dog shit. So mm. tell me that you don't need to fucking play through the single player mode because you fucking suck right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there was, I don't know if I I've probably told this story before, but it's my go to of like. In MMOs, a lot of people are like, oh, it's all gear-driven and whatnot. And to be fair, a lot of that's true. Like, the gear kind of determines your floor. Uh-huh. So, I level Rogue. Um, it was uh, Wrath of the Lich King. I level Rogue. It wasn't my first one. I played Rogue entirely through uh, Burning Crusade. I swapped to, I want to say, Paladin after Wrath of the Lich King. Paladin was my main at the time. I swapped back uh-huh. to Rogue. I get to 70 or max level at that time was 80. So I get to 80 that night. I'm wearing quest blues and greens. I join a raid with a buddy of mine. It's a 10-man raid. And there's another uh-huh. rogue there who has, like, almost all the gear you can have at the time, right? I literally double her damage. Jesus. So it's not because just gear. It's not just gear. You actually do have to know what the fuck you're doing. No shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, the funny thing is, is I go and do this raid, and it was for, uh, I was w- with a uh, a guild that they wanted me to actually join the guild. Uh, it was Warrior, not Paladin. Warrior was what I did first. Warrior was my first AD. And um, they wanted me to tank as Warrior. So I was on there as my Warrior as a tank, and I had just hit 80. And I was like, hey, guys, I want to join, do this as Rogue and whatnot. Because I always really like Rogue. I like being the damage dealer. I will do other stuff, and I'm fine at mm-hmm. it, but I like dealing damage. Um, and, like, they gave the, a piece of gear dropped, and it was a weapon. Which would have, like, shot my fucking damage up through the roof, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, you can't roll on that. It's hers. Because she has more points than you. 
I'm like, okay. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's stupid. And I'm just like, that's fine. Like, those are the rules for your rate, your rating and whatnot. But, like, you do realize that if you put that in my hands, we get, like, way more damage as a group. You put yeah. it in her hands, and the damage isn't going to change at all. Like, Clearly. It's a, it's a tiny upgrade for her. It's a huge upgrade for me. And she sucked. Yeah, she's... Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know. Just like okay, I guess I guess I get that, but like, ugh, yep. that's the, very inefficient. If you were if you were playing with randos, I could see there being like a a rule, but well, if you play with the funny thing is if they were playing for with randos, I'd have a shot at it because at that point the way it works is you just roll, so it's just literally just random. So it'd be like, uh, say a, a sword drops, anyone who can wear that sword can roll mm-hmm. on it, and that's mm-hmm. just the rules. Like, there's there's okay. usually some like implied etiquette but like most of the time it's just like if you can wear it roll on it okay okay so like if i was just with randos i would have been fine to roll on it but i went with a guild and they have loot rules and that those rules again those rules are there for a reason it's to reward the people who keep coming and and basically to uh it's also there to help so like rng doesn't fuck your longtime players because like Mm -hmm. what happens a lot of time is like with popular pieces of gear, it'll drop, and it's like, well, I come every time, but everyone wants this. Yeah, I see. So saying. you build up points, and then you can actually spend them. For depends on which guild you're in, but you can like spend them. So like every time you go to an event, you get points, and be like, okay, I'm gonna spend the points on this, and only I or only the people who are willing to spend points can roll yeah. on that piece of gear. That kind of thing. And there's there's various ways different guilds do it. Um, but yeah, it was just like that's the perfect example of that. Where it's just like. You just suck at this game, and it's the funny thing is, WoW is the casual fucking MMO in the first place. I'm like, mm-hmm. how the fuck do you suck at WoW? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but anywho, those were the good old days as far as WoW goes. Fucking Lich King was the shit. Lich King was awesome. Who was I talking to recently? Oh, my buddies on uh, Discord that they were into, they were into Diablo Four super hard. They mm-hmm. just had a uh, a WoW channel added. Because I guess all they play now, not all, but they've been playing a fuck ton of WoW lately. If you got a group, dude, there's, there literally has never been a more satisfying gaming experience for me than an MMO with a group of friends. Oh, because yeah. like, it's awesome. Like, it's, well, especially so for you, you've got Tarkov, which is close. Yeah. But like, imagine like Tarkov with a completely persistent world you've got huge end game goals you've got shit you're putting months of fucking time into like world firsts that people actually give a shit about like all everything about gaming culture can go into an MMO and then you've got your you and your four best friends that play it mm-hmm. and it's just like there's a reason people were like literally dying because they'd forget to like eat or they'd stay up for fucking two days straight. Like it yeah. scratches every gaming itch. It's borderline dangerous to be perfectly honest. But uh, I mean, I was playing final fantasy 11 and wow at the peak for like 12 to 15 hours a day. Yeah. I miss that pretty hard. Unfortunately. And, I mean, you but, can still have it, but Oh, I, I just, I don't have any desire to play. I mean, like, the other part of it is like I just don't have the desire to play those games. Yeah, I never got into it. I never learned to like them. I never learned them, so I just don't. I don't enjoy playing. They're bad games, Matt. They're just yep. bad games. Yep, WoW's a bad game. You can tell because it's a complete financial disaster, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. They've it's because that, that company's falling apart. They'll never they'll never be successful. 
I mean, to be fair, Blizzard is a piece of shit company, but WoW's a good game. Diablo 4 WoW's, sucks. WoW's gotta be part of what's keeping them alive. Oh, for sure. This, the funny thing is, is like it's the same thing with Final Fantasy XI, which up until pretty recently was Square Enix's most profitable game. Because mm-hmm. like, they developed it, and then they've just kept it alive, and they just keep getting millions of dollars a month for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the game's still going. And at this point, it's basically in maintenance mode. It, not, not technically, but like there's probably not going to be any substantial new content for Final Fantasy XI again. Mm-hmm. So... And it's still just making money. Yep. Probably, you know, 10,000 or more people will play it every fucking... Or, I mean, more than that. I mean, the main server at any given point has three or 4,000 people on it. And there's like a dozen servers or some shit like that. They're not all that big, but like... One of the problems, so as you talk about amazing games, one of the problems with Tarkov is that the game sucks. Um, yep. One of the other problems is... So when you, oh man, you auto-sort, ammo doesn't stack automatically. Ugh. So like Why? I have to go because Tarkov <laughs> sucks. So I'm going through and trying to like stack these fucking piles of ammo. They do it will put them next to each other, but still like it's so fucking annoying. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get all the space I can, so I'm going through and loading all the magazines in my in my supply. Mm-hmm. Making sure everything's loaded and trying to like st- stack up, like I said, stack up ammo and whatnot, and it's just a huge pain in the butt. Oh my gosh. This game sucks. Nobody buy it. Don't worry, I won't. I do I have like no intention game, of buying though. Tarkov. I do like this game. You already like roped lot. me into wasting fifty bucks on Ready or Not. Okay, first of all, you wasted twenty five bucks. <laughs> Second of all, I mean, you're already you're almost a dollar an hour. You spent twenty five bucks and we played for like eight or ten hours. You're at, you're at a couple bucks an hour. If we play one more time, you'll cross the dollar per hour threshold, which we've decided is the mark of it. That's fine. Well, allow me to retort. A $25 gift card is not equal to $25. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. <laughs> it's close. It's, it's very close. It's not, but it's close. Uh, unload. Great. Now where'd that Mac go? I was, uh, I hopped oh, on Steam just goofing fuck. around. And uh, the, the funny thing is the game I actually want to play, I it'll be a while before I play it because it's, it's, it's only 35 bucks, but like currently, but like that's still too much to play for it, in my opinion. Like, I really just don't like spending a bunch of money on games. Uh, Robocop looks really fucking good. It's got good reviews. Like, the game looks good. I watched some gameplay of it. Just, I fucking love Robocop so much. That's one of my favorite movies. And like, mm-hmm. just fucking like walking around just indestructible robot murdering drug dealers in Detroit just sounds amazing. Dude, that's one of the like. <laughs> That's one of the best things about Ready or Not, and I, I sold it to Sarah or whatever. But it's like, because in there are several of the levels, like you're 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 uh, you're attacking people, you're arresting people who are part of a, ch- a child pornography ring, and it's like, hey, do you want to go shoot some pedophiles? And people are like, fuck yeah, I do. Right. Like that's how I sell the game to people. It's like, yeah, you can just like spend six hours shooting pedophiles. It's, many people are on board with that. But yeah, it's uh, it looks it oh, looks fun. No, Where'd that and they've got go, a Matt? huh. Where'd that gun go? Fuck. Well, I don't know. Um, but it's got like the uh, Peter Weller. I don't. I thought Peter Weller died, but I guess maybe he didn't. Um, they've got him, the original guy who played RoboCop, doing the voice acting. Like the NPCs are the same NPCs from the movie. At least several of them are. Mm-hmm. So like, that's just really cool. Um, I don't. I didn't look into exactly what the timeline is. Like if it's before or after the movie. Uh, but I don't know. I fucking love RoboCop. 
Um, he's just cool as shit. To be perfectly, you should honest. get it. You should just go get it. You got a game that you know you're gonna like. I would, but I just I just don't sit around and just play many games anymore. So like a lot of times I'll like get them and then just not play them. It it takes a lot for me to get into a game, which is why I, unless I, like I mean the last one. Strictly speaking, was Metal Gear Solid, but the one before that that I played a ton was Resident Evil Four Remake, and mm-hmm. like, like that's what I'm talking like Resident Evil Four, like something huge. This game, because the problem is RoboCop could, it's got decent reviews and it looks all right, but like it could very easily suck, like actually suck. Most games do. Yeah, and so to be fair, like I'm looking at the reviews and most people they're they've got between 15 and 20 hours in, so. But, like, a perfect example of this, um, that Warhammer game that I was talking about, like, last uh-huh. month. You and Emperor have been both been talking about that. Right. Because it got, like, really good reviews, right? Well, you uh-huh. know what happens? There's five acts, and the last two are fucking a broken mess. Hmm. Like, they're, like, people, they're almost unplayable from what people are saying. Like, Aww. they just, a lot of times, they don't even function. There's a fucking ton of bugs. And so what people have been doing is the first three acts are so good... They just get to the uh, the fourth act and just start a new character. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, 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 that was my idea where it's like, well, if the, this, I just skipped the bad books in Harry Dresden, at least the books I don't like. So yeah. just skip the ones you don't like. So, And that's the kind of stuff that I'm always worried about where it's just like you you really have to read, the, like watch out for hype, and you can't let yourself fall into it. Uh-huh. And then, again, I'm not, this is one review, but it's just like just finish RoboCop. He finished in 14 hours. And whilst it started out promising, the gameplay soon became stale and boring. Like, uh, yeah, but like, every, like everyone And don't get me wrong, that. but like just looking at the game, I can, I can actually see why that is. Because like, unless they really change, for one, it's a slow moving first person shooter because you're kind of like, you're Robocop, you kind of like lumber uh-huh. around, right? And like yeah. the whole premise is you're borderline indestructible. And just watching the first level, you just move through the level and shoot people. Yeah. And that's cool, but, like, the only know, the like, problem is the only way they're going to make any challenge to that is just by making the enemies just do a ton of damage. And that's going to get really frustrating, or it's just going to be really easy. Like I, like, I don't know, like, if games are too expensive or whatnot, but, like, the argument that that game isn't good because you only have eight or ten hours of enjoy, like, a, like really cool game. Like, so you played for 14 hours. By the end of it, it's kind of repetitive and boring. So you probably enjoyed the first eight, ten hours. And, like, oh, because you got ten hours of fun out of it, it wasn't a good game. Like, that's what the guy is saying. Like, yeah, I played it for ten hours. You know, I really enjoyed the first, you know, like, the first hour or two is probably fucking amazing. Because it's probably that amazing feeling of, like, fuck you, I'm God. And then you get another probably five or six or seven hours of, like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And I'm learning the intricacies. And I'm trying to, like, really, really fine-tune how I play this character. And the last, like, four or five hours of the game, you're like, this game sucks. And then they leave a review where it's like, yeah, the game's okay. I, you know, I shit my brains with how awesome it was for the first hour. And then I had another five or six hours of fun and then eh, it was no good yeah see and it's like i just like i don't I, to me there are, that's... Some, there are there are some games like wow or like final fantasy or like dark souls or where like yeah you're gonna get 70 hours of enjoyment or a hundred hours or a thousand hours of enjoyment but that has tainted the minds of people where it's like yeah well i enjoyed a game for you know 15 hours and like i paid 30 bucks i paid a few dollars an hour to have a good time for 10 or 15 hours like eh, it was okay they have, the, the games have set the bar too high. The, a couple games... Oh, good. Oh, I've been rambling. Well, I'm, 
Yeah, you're fine. I'm um, basically what I'm looking at it is those kind of games. It just depends on the price, and this game, RoboCop. Let's just assume all of that is true. Would be perfect for a rental, but mm-hmm. I will be pretty fucking disappointed if I spend fifty dollars on a new game and I play it for fifteen hours. But this one is thirty five bucks, right? It's on sale for thirty five bucks. It's thirty percent off. So See, that guy very easily could have bought it for fifty. In my and, opinion, yes, that's the right price. So like when I played Senua's Sacrifice, like that was one of those games. I think I played it for like twenty hours, and I think I paid thirty five bucks for it. And it's like that is compl- that, that's an appropriate amount of time for me. Like when I spend when I spend thirty or forty bucks on a game, it's it's weird. Like the jump between a thirty dollar game and a sixty dollar game is a pretty big jump. Um, but like I expect like a thirty dollar game one and two mana. <laughs> no, no, I don't even mean that. I mean like like I. Just my expectation. Like when I pay a six, when well, I that's buy what a I mean. like game, it's, with, it's twice as much. So when you spend sixty dollars, like it's only thirty dollars, but when you spend sixty dollars, it's kind. Of, that's what I'm saying is like it's a difference between quote one and two mana. It's mm, not just yeah. one more mana. It's twice as much. You yeah, better fucking big... sixty dollars is a lot of money to spend on a fucking video game. And it, I, I don't know. Like it shouldn't be. Like like I said, if you can, I think if you spend if you spend. So like we've talked about, like if you get if you're spending a dollar an hour or less, that's an amazing value. If you spend a couple dollars an hour, that's still a really good value, realistically. Like if you, I mean if you, if you go to a if, if there was an amusement park and I was like, hey Matt, you can go to this amusement park, um, you have a pretty good time hanging out there doing shit. It's about two fifty an hour. You'd be like, well yeah, let's fucking go, absolutely. And there are differences between a video game and an amusement park, but like it's. You, you you go spend sixty bucks on a video game. You go you go enjoy a video game for two dollars an hour, and it's like, yeah, it's not good enough. And it's just it's just got to be that like the bar is too high. Well, there are some I, we have the bar is so have, high because the supply for quote good games is infinite. That's I mean I, that's where I get it, where I go. It's it's I think it's closer to we've got thirty years of gaming, and in those thirty years there have been a couple like this game is too good, and like WoW is a great one. We're like. There's, but WoW is a little different. I mean, on a per hour basis, it's probably pretty similar. But like, there are just too many games. Like for you, like Metal Gear Solid, that whole series is just fucking phenomenal. Dark Souls, that whole series is phenomenal. We're like, they're just these these outlier games where like that was whole like Skyrim or the Elder Scrolls series where it's like holy shit, those guys just redefined the landscape of gaming. And every game forever then has to live up to that hype or be classified as like, eh, it was okay. Well, I mean. To be fair, that's kind of what it is. Like, it's good. And I'm not, I haven't played this. I have no idea. But, like, I look at it as I can't, like, not everyone, but there's a shit ton of people out there. Like, if you're going, okay, I'll get, like, 20 hours of gameplay out of a game. That's a game every week. I can't spend $60 every week on video games. That's $240 a month. I know, but. So you know, know what I mean? But, yeah, but that also that means that game isn't good. That the game's not good when that is a good value. Yeah. Well, but like that's the general like the general consensus. And like but that, that game now that game is no longer a good value and it is a good value. It just when you compare it to a game that you like other games where yeah, you're going to play this game for <laughs> fucking forever. They have infinite replayability. Well, I mean, oh, sweet. The this is getting a little pedantic, pedantic, but uh I mean that kind of is what that means. Like good value is a relative term and it's not it's not an absolute term to say it's a good value. Like if I, for example, if I could also buy this 
So we can buy Rogue uh, Robocop for sixty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. If I can buy it for thirty bucks, <laughs> then it's a better value. If I can buy it for ten, it's a better value. But yeah, if I can, yeah. you well, see, it's a at... kind of a grading scale, and yeah, there are like, outliers for sure. The but... games just get written off. I know, and that's the problem. Like these games just get written off. Like, eh, yeah, no, it's. Well, that's what that's what I was saying. What I meant with like the the supply. The problem is for something like RoboCop. RoboCop doesn't do anything to separate it from the pack. It's probably not actually exceptional in any way, other than the fact that it's licensed. It's a licensed RoboCop game. Well, like, has there been a good RoboCop game in the last twenty years? No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a good RoboCop game. That's yeah, why but, I got excited. But yeah. like fundamentally, it's probably a in its core, the core gameplay is probably actually way worse than almost any modern shooter. So like. Does that but it's not cool set, because it's RoboCop. Does that not set a, set a game apart enough to make it a, a cool game? When like, so the game has to, the game has to do something cool or different. In that, hey, we haven't had we haven't had a decent RoboCop game in twenty years, and RoboCop's a cool character. It's a cool design. It's licensed, which is also cool. So it's done this cool thing. Or like, hey, here's a cool RoboCop game. That's not enough. It has to do that plus be innovative, be exceptional gameplay, be. To st- you know what I mean? To stand out. Now, again, we were talking about guess, one guy's review. I mean, it's yeah. very, it's rated very positively. I s- told you I was considering buying it. Like, I'm not, I'm not attacking this game. you. I know. I'm not know. attacking you. This is, but this this thought premise, and I'm not saying I don't do it too, where I look at a game and go, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the thought, like, I wonder how bad it is for game design that like, Short of like the giant franchises like Call of Duty, which I would love to see kind of tank a little bit for a little while because of what like like short of these like the big the big games like when they make a Call of Duty game everyone buys it because it's a Call of Duty game when they when FromSoft makes a game everyone buys it because they they have made a name for themselves and they they've built a nation worth of fans but like so many other companies so many other games like I don't know who made RoboCop game um did, you know is it a AAA title is it like from it's a Nacon N A C O N so they might be popular. But they're not popular enough that a dude who doesn't follow game developers knows them. And me, yeah. I don't know them. And so, like, the hurdle for them is so much higher to get people's money, which that's all the game is trying to do is get people's money. And that definitely, it's, I wonder, I, I wonder how much that discourages or prevents developers from getting into making games or getting games made and getting games produced properly. When because it is just so hard and. I think part of why it's so hard is that is the mentality to get people to buy into a game. The the benchmark is very high. Um, it may be high. I don't know if I would say it's very high for the general public. It's high for me because I know that like unless a game hooks me, I'm just not going to play it. Like I won't force my like if I'm not like thinking about it while I'm at work, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to play it. That's basically just the way, oh, yeah, like, I've just been, I've been gaming for so long. Like, That's a pretty high new, bar. Right. And that's, and I've said that explicitly on this, on our podcast many times that, like, I basically am at the point where I almost only play the special games because I've seen it all before. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're offering something that I just can't experience anywhere else, or it's something truly fucking special, I'm probably not going to play it. Especially if mm-hmm. it's, if I got to actually spend some money on it. And thirty five bucks is fine, like the whatever. It's a few hours at work. It that's definitely qualifies as some money, like that's. But because like yeah, there's it's, there's amounts of money we have that count as no money. I don't know for everyone it's different, but for me when it's like when I go to the gas station, it's like man, that 
so this is a, a guilty pleasure. Like, man, that freaking Starbucks coffee thing is like $4. That's close to no money. Correct. Yes, that's, that's a terrible value, but it's it's yummy. I like it, and it's 4 bucks. That's To me, that's no money. Like, right. yeah, 30 bucks is definitely some money. That's a purchase where you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a chunk of change. Yep. Um, and- so I definitely... Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, cut you I, off. I, I say I agree with you there on that. Like, yeah, that that's a that's a that's a that's a noticeable purchase when I make that. Yeah, the and what I was kind of also hinting at, but I hadn't really come out and explicitly said is one of the other problems because there's there's actually some huge benefits to being a game developer now versus back like in the day. But mm-hmm. one of the big downsides is not only are you competing with other video games. For example, RoboCop has to spend compete with Magic the Gathering. Because yep. I have 35 bucks to spend. You know what well, that'll get me? A playset of Ice Age Swords of Plowshares. So uh-huh. I can either have that. I can yeah. either have game pieces for a game that I'm actively super into and I've been playing for the past almost 30 years. Or mm-hmm. I can play RoboCop, which is a probably a mediocre shooter. And I don't mean that poor in a negative well, yeah, connotation. That, that, but the, it's, the argu- it's a middle-of-the-road yeah, shooter with a RoboCop skin. Like that, And that is my entire argument, that you can have a, a mediocre game that has a cool premise, we'll say, and, and okay gameplay, and that's not good enough. So that's I agree with you 100%. Like, yeah, it's probably a mediocre game. It's probably, I mean, that's we've had this discussion off the podcast where it's like any licensed game probably isn't great. Yeah. Because it's licensed. Like, Yep. It, oh, they almost always suck. Yeah. Like, like a lot hard of but- suck. Not mediocre <laughs> like we're talking about. They yes. almost always hard suck. <laughs> Most of them are, like, borderline unplayable. So, like, me and my wife have gone to a couple, like, GameStops or whatever, and... Like, we loved the SAO anime, at least the first few seasons. And, mm-hmm. like, they made a bunch of SAO games. And, like, we always see them. And it's like, oh, my gosh, there's, by a bunch, I mean, like, at least three or three to five. Yeah. It's like, hey, look, there's an SAO game, blah, blah, blah. And, like, it always grabs our attention because, one, the art's really cool because it's SAO. It's Sword Art Online. Yep. And, like, the characters are really cool. And, the and like, the show's really cool. And, like, every time it's happened, Sarah's picked it up. And, like, oh, I kind of want this. And I'm like, just check, like, check IGN or just check game reviews. And half the time, they're like 30% abysmal mm-hmm. reviews because, yeah, it's they licensed it. Like, I and it's probably just a it's probably just a, a it's probably a problem of budget because if you had X amount of dollars to make a game, we'll just knock a bunch of that off to convince SAO to let you put their name on it. And two, I'm assuming SAO gets to put their fingers on the scales of what happens. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I doubt you get to go to SAO and, well, I'm sure there's a number, but they can't afford the number of like, hey, can we do whatever we want with your franchise? They'll be like, you no. can put our name on it, <laughs> but we want to look at it and we want some decision-making power. Yeah. Yep. The funny, the stupid thing, just on the SAO thing for a minute, is SAO is an MMO. Just make a fucking MMO. <laughs> like, I know, they're never MMOs. <laughs> I know, they're single-player games trying to mimic an MMO. And it's like, you know that genre exists, right? And there's well, the, fucking a billion weebs in the world, and they'd probably all play your game if you did it right, right? But the problem is, like, unless everyone's playing the game, it doesn't work as an MMO. Like, unless you get a fuck ton of people, it just does not work as an MMO. I know. Oh, and that's what I mean, though. Like, if, empty the servers, thing is, no if, you, if you have a good MMO, the people will come. Period. Like, it's just that simple. Like, the yeah. MMO thing, it, it I, but the problem is you have to actually do it, and it's probably the hardest genre to make well because there's yeah. so much we, going on. Like, we can establish, like, making a good game is close to impossible. Incredibly I mean, like, difficult. we could say it's almost impossible because there are companies, there are billion-dollar companies, and they still cannot reliably get it figured out. So, like, making a good game is almost impossible. Yeah, 
Um, making an MMO, making a good MMO is almost impossible. Yeah. Oh, There's well, been, like, like, I, I would say that, that level. Because, like, <laughs> like, I would say making, you could probably say making a good first person, like, single player game is easier than making a good MMO because you just, like, there's a huge chunk of the game that just doesn't have to exist, and that's the community for a single yep. player game. Like, like Dark Souls, it's it's cool when you're playing Dark Souls and, like, you see other people's, like, messages and you can see them where they died and whatnot, but that does not need to happen for the game to be amazing. Like, you could, and again, like you can just turn your internet off, and Dark Souls 3 is still amazing. You can't do that with Overwatch. Overwatch isn't even MMO, but, like, Overwatch is an online game. You ha- Or Call of Duty. Like, call, you can't do that with Call of Duty. You can't, and you can't do that with WoW. You can't, like, imagine a world where, like, you could, you could let's say it's $15 a month for your WoW subscription. It's $20 a month, and they'll give you a server you can play by yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure some people would do that, but that takes a lot of... That is a lot of wow out when it's like, yeah, I just run around in an empty world by myself and kill goblins. That's not what the game was made for. So, like, making a good game, almost impossible. Making a good MMO is like, hey, you've made a good game. Now it's almost impossible to make an MMO. Right. Um, Just to, uh, and we don't have to, like, move on or anything, but just a quick example of what I'm talking about is, uh, as far as me with games go. Like, let's take Fallout 4 widely recognized as a good game right Uh uh-huh i've got seven hours in it i have a friend of mine on my steam list he's got six thousand hours in it yep i've played it for and i guarantee you probably half of that seven was i left the game running like i got up walked away and just like (laughs) let it left it running on a menu yeah so like there's just near automata i fucking love that game well, yeah, in game. theory, I love that game, right? Yeah, that's a great example. Like I that played game was for like four hours. I played one playthrough, and that one no, that one playthrough. I bought the game on sale for thirty bucks. I played the one playthrough for like seven hours, and I it was thirty dollars very well spent. That playthrough was super cool. I loved the game. I loved the gameplay. I loved the art. I loved all of it. It was so cool. The story was amazing. Um, I got to the second playthrough. You play as like her sidekick, and I never played it since. Yeah. And like in my opinion, it was still like it was a cool experience. I was I was happy to pay the amount of money I paid for that experience. But like, yeah, that game was a that game. I I wish they had just made Near Automata, the playthrough one, a thirty hour game. I'd probably mm-hmm. still be playing it. But like, <laughs> it's relatively shallow because you're. I mean, because they didn't make one game. They made like uh, from what I've heard, they made like five. Yeah, and you like they made like five six hour games, and you play them all. And after yep. the first one, I was like, eh, no, no, thank you. But yeah, I, uh, I, to me, part of the problem here is the kind of games like RoboCop excel at rentals. And like, I used to play those games all the time. Like, I'd be like, oh, fuck, cool. There's a new RoboCop game. And I'd rent it. Yeah. And I give them 10 bucks and I yeah, play that's... it for the weekend and I beat it and I'm good. Yeah. Like, and that's, and I, Maybe that's part of the problem because, like, back in the day, you could buy a game for you buy the game when it comes out for sixty bucks. You play it for your ten hours, your fifteen hours, whatever. And you're like, yeah, this game sucks, and you take it back and you sell it for twenty five, thirty bucks, and they turn around and sell it to someone for forty bucks. Like, and that like, just doesn't happen. We go to Steam and you buy the game, and now you have it forever. Yep. So I'm maybe that's part it. of the problem. Um, now, to be fair, I don't resell much stuff. So that's always going to be the case for me, but that's why I like renting it so much. But there's there's been like a ton of games. Like that's what Ryan and I 
um, a friend of mine, used to do like every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like Friday night would roll around or Saturday night. And we would, or like actually it was usually Saturday morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'd go get a game as soon as Blockbuster opened up. Rent it. Get it, Sometimes we'd get a movie. Actually, we usually get a game and a movie. Because we'd also get pizza. Mm-hmm. And we'd play the game until we were hungry. We'd get pizza, watch the movie, and then play the game until we beat it. And we That's would just awesome. like effectively single sitting beat video games like all the time, like every week or every other week. Mm-hmm. And like, I you can't do that when they're fucking 60 bucks a piece. That's so like, and part of it is like if I was working at my, if I'm still working at FedEx, I'd buy a Robocop like that. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. made more money. Um, mm-hmm. But like anymore, unless it's something like truly special, I 20 bucks is pretty much my like my cap on a game where i'm like is, take if i view it as taking a chance 20 bucks yeah. is about where i put it 20 bucks is your no money yeah for, for a video, video games game. it is where yeah. it's like if i spend 20 bucks on this and i play it for an afternoon like something to do on my day off and that's all i get out of it i'm fine with that because mm-hmm. that's how much it costs for fucking two movie tickets yeah that's right? a way of looking at it but like and, and the thing is is like i'm the kind of person where i kind of have hard lines so like Twenty dollars is the limit. Thirty-five dollars uh-huh. is not the limit. That's fifteen dollars over the limit. <laughs> and as a percentage, <laughs> yeah. it's actually like it's you know sixty percent over the fucking limit. It's not like it's twenty-one dollars. You know what I mean? It's yeah. fifteen dollars more. So that's that is a that is a is a chunk of change. Yep. And I've just been burned so many times. That's the thing. I just so many fucking times in yeah, my bought games of just like I, this game fucking blows. You can't think about it like that, in my opinion. Those are and those are just sunk costs. We're like, yeah, that you lose. Sometimes you lose. Well, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I, you're not wrong there, but like, I do like to learn from my mistakes. And I go, yeah, fucking Final Fantasy 13 sucked. Mm-hmm. I'm Is done. It? Like, I don't let. It's the same thing with pre-ordering shit and whatnot. I like, I just don't let myself buy into the hype. Because... I definitely don't pre-order anymore. Pre-ordering is one of those that, that's just dumb. It, with modern day gaming, it that, it's not true. That's not true. Actually, there are advantages to pre-ordering, and some games they make the advantages worth it. Where it's like, hey, you know, you pre-order and you get access to something really cool, or you get a really interesting extra thing, or you get to sometimes sometimes you get to leapfrog some of the tedious grinding that you don't have you don't want to have to do in the beginning of the game. So like, there are rare instances where like it makes sense. But they're very rare. Most of the time, there's just no reason to pre-order a game anymore. There's no reason to reserve your copy of Call of Duty. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, that's why those bonuses now exist. Because yes, people are like, wait, why are we not? Why are we pre-ordering this? Why would, I, why would I pre-order this? Why would I give you a payday loan for a game? Right. Like, the game doesn't come out for six months. Why am I just giving uh-huh. you $60? And there's infinite copies of it. All you're giving me is a fucking key. Yep. Like it's not like I have to go down to fucking electronics boutique and fucking reserve a copy because they're only going to get 200 copies. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, fuck pre-ordering. It just it just is yeah, it is not the value it once was. Nope. And that's why they're trying to make it. They're trying to give it well, some Well, they have value. to. Yeah. yeah. There has to be something. There has to be a reason. And it's yeah. <clears throat> that kind of stuff just drives me nuts, but like yeah, I like I said realistically when robocop hits 20 bucks i'll spend a weekend and play it um same thing pal world's close it's only 27 dollars. that's <laughs> that's actually it must not be a full price game because it only came out like a week or two ago it's still an early access technically oh it, it, it of, hasn't even gotten a full release 
Yeah. It's got fucking 48,000 reviews already. Yeah. It, I told it, it's yeah. It's a very apparently it's a very good game. Yeah. It looks cool. And then something like that is a little more up my alley anyways because like assuming the game doesn't suck, I would play this for more than 30 hours. Like if it's good, this is the kind of game, like those open world kind of games, like where you're building stuff and like crafting, like those games have just like a ton of value to me. Uh It looks like they're, I mean, you're looking at it, but like, it looks like it's just very like tedious is probably the wrong word, but just like hop on and just, you know, it's probably like satisfactory. Like you just, you get stuff going, you put the time in to get stuff going and then you check on it and you keep upgrading it and you keep building on it and yada, yada. But it's just building that. It's just taking them to build the infrastructure, and and you can always there's always replayability. Where like, I'm sure you build a factory, you build a setup, and you could either go through and gut it and catch all new Pokemon, or you replay it and start with new Pokemon and see how that works. Uh, for what it's worth, there's also already a mod out that just replaces all of the Pokemon or all of the with pals the, with Pokemon. Yep. That's like it just the, just and based on the screenshots I saw, it wasn't even like it was like the original 151 Pokemon. The funny thing is, these all look real close to fucking Pokemon to begin with. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah. Nintendo's not, Nintendo is not happy about that either. <laughs> they're they're definitely a little salty about that. Yep. Because it, yeah, it it's definitely uh, very inspired by Pokemon. We'll say. Yeah. It was what it looks like is they took specific elements from individual Pokemon and kind of like threw them in a blender. So, like, mm, yeah. I see, like, Pikachu-style uh, tails used as, like, ears. Yep. Um, that's like how you get around it, though. That's that's yep. how you, like, you take, a, you take, like, we're not making your game. We just, yeah, you can't copyright every single component yeah, of a character. you can't copyright a zigzag. Uh-huh. Like, it's a zigzag tail. Cool. He's yellow, and he has zigzag ears. And he's yep. big. He's not a mouse. What are you talking about? He's a horse. Yeah, exactly. He's called Hor- Horsachoo. <laughs> And you ride them. <laughs> Money, please. Yep. But yeah, that's that's hilarious. And if we if I get this and I play it, I will absolutely be using that mod because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a, this is this is Mewtwo, but like Egyptian. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, they, uh huh. They seem to screenshots. Yeah. Basically, everything I've seen about like they did they did enough to not to get not sued get into in oblivion. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, <laughs> they I'm I'm sure they were very careful because Nintendo is very happy to sue people. Oh yeah, they're very litigious. Um, can you imagine like the legal fees for this game? Like the consulting on that is probably like a huge chunk of the development cost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how close can we get? Is it paying paying to lawyers Pokemon to sit down or stare at this for hours and hours and hours and find out exactly mm-hmm. what we can get away with? Yep. Because we, the funny thing is, they need them to look like Pokemon. Yeah, that's a, that's a big part of the sell of this game. Is that it's like we all recognize it's Pokemon. We all it's get just, that. You know, wink, wink. It's just definitely not, not Pokemon. Pokemon. But yeah, that game looks fun. I'd be far more likely to play that than I would be like in the long run. I'd get way more enjoyment out of that than like Robocop, and it's cheaper. Yeah, but it, so like again, my complaint like, is like, is the point of games to maximize enjoyment or have fun? Both. Um, and it's not one. It's not necessarily one or the other. It's when I compare, if I know I, if I know I will get more enjoyment out of one mm-hmm. than the other, then that's going to be the one I'm going to pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like that. What's the? It's like you all know. You, it's the that that same like. Oh, I know I'll have more fun. Well, I mean like yeah. 
again, like if I could go back and be like to pass me and it's like, cause he was him. I was like, man, should I buy dark souls three? Should I spend the, I think I bought it on sale for like 30 bucks or was like, man, should I, this game's hard and people complain about it. And it's a very selection. But like you go back and you're like, well, yeah, dude, you're going to play like 500, a thousand hours of it. That's easy. To, if I, cause you, if I, you know, but no one gets, you never get to know. There's been plenty of games that are a great example. Like, like, What's its face? What's that? Uh, Final Fantasy, whatever, is a good game. Like, everyone loves it. I don't. Like, I'm not going to love it. I'm pretty sure going, I'm not going to enjoy it. So don't waste your money on it. But you don't know. And you should, you should try it. You should definitely try it because it could be your new favorite game. That would be true if I had infinite resources in time. Like, because yeah, now, now, now we're now talking about, a, like, now to buy both. Now we're talking about fucking 60 bucks. And now it's a resource allocation problem. Yeah, and that, I mean, I look at that stuff like that. Don't get me wrong; I do impulse buy shit too. But like, oh, not and if I see something I want, I will fucking get it. But like, when I'm going, okay, I will probably play RoboCop for about ten to twenty hours. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Like, I I'm not even disparaging it. Like, I'm okay with that game existing at that price point. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that in the olden days, that would just be a rental. But whatever. And then I look at Power World. I'm like, well, assuming this game doesn't isn't assuming it's not just all hype, which we also would have to assume that about RoboCop. But like giving yeah. each of these games the benefit of the doubt, I know like, for a fact <laughs> I in, I love open world survival games. Because Diablo Four, like, there's a plenty of examples like Diablo Four was pretty much all hype. Oh yeah, that one fell flat on its face. Diablo Four, Cyberpunk 2077, mm-hmm. um, Ready or Not, and I'm not trying to bring that up, but it's just relatively new, because uh, that game was fucking Tarkov again. That's everywhere. You got fucking uh, No Man's Sky, like with Final Fantasy 14. Like, does does Ready or Not and Tarkov fall into the same category as No Man's Sky and Cyberpunk 2040, 20 whatever, 2077? I don't think I those. Could... I don't think those games fall into the same category. Like, I would say Ready or Not probably does. Tarkov probably not because it's just old. And they're definitely not on the same tier of hype. Mm-mm. But like, they're, to me, I look at them as both like they when they launched their 1.0, they were not ready to launch. Uh, okay. I mean, like, yeah. I, I That statement is probably valid. Well, Tarkov's still version. So have I ever told you what, tar- what version Tarkov is on? It's less than one, I imagine. It's 0.14. Yeah. Um. I, 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 the statement that like Ready or Not and Tarkov are not ready to launch is is true. I agree with that. I don't. I still wouldn't compare them with the not ready to launch like No Man's Sky and uh, Twenty Seventy Seven because No Man's Sky I think worked. I think fundamentally it worked. It just it wasn't ready to launch in that they just lied about what it could do and they took another another two years to make it do what they said they could make it do. And Twenty Seventy Seven just didn't work. That game was just broken on launch. Whereas like ready or not functions there's inherent problems that it is not ready to launch but like it functions there's have we did we encounter i'm trying to think about i've encountered like 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 big bugs where it's like we oh, didn't Jesus. have it i mean there's some but um i mean we even mentioned them last episode where like shit's like what's happening on your screen and what's happening in the game aren't synced yeah that yeah, there's that kind of like thing. Those, there's yeah there's some definite bugs there that are not, that's not really okay yeah but like to me it's there definitely is a difference, but fundamentally it boils down to the same thing where it's just like, well, for one reason or another, I'm not going to play this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, makes, I, on I, the, it makes sense. Um, I will say 
ready or not is to me perfectly fixable <laughs> like and yeah, the that, mod community yeah. is going a long way towards that but to me that's a 100 percent pure unadulterated fucking bullshit and copium when it's like well the mod community can fix it. oh yeah it's like, that's not it's an like argument. that's that's not an argument you have to make your fucking game and you like it's, that's a bug not a feature when your game can be fixed by the players yeah like that's you there's like and there are developers that have done that i'm sure but like you should you can't send a game to launch being like ah it's okay that it just needs a few mods and some people will fix it for us like right. that's almost right. stealing. If that's if your if your plan A was someone else will fix it, right? So, and that like when it comes to games that I won't play, there's basically two categories, two big categories, and obviously there's going to be reasons within them. There's mm-hmm. not my thing, or I guess three. Not my thing. Game just sucks. Game's unplayable. Like broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's. For example, Final Fantasy Thirteen sucks. It falls into the third, the second category. Mm-hmm. No Man's Sky broken, in my opinion, because like big empty worlds. Yes, it technically functions. Yeah, but it but a it doesn't function what with the promised features. Yeah, and b there's nothing to do. It's a big empty world. Yeah, there's like that. The game is inherently broken when you said game would do X and game doesn't do X. Correct. Like that's and then that's like broken. cyberpunk. 2077 they had to pull it off the playstation 4 stores just you know how rarely that fucking just, happens yeah that literally just didn't work right it's like no nope, I mean, can't play this that was borderline archaic when it came out the, the number of like game breaking bugs i saw like the game borderline just doesn't work get rid of it yeah <clears throat> so but yeah Jeez. i have i actually don't have any issues just paying like resident evil 4 remake i probably only played like 40 or 50 hours in like i I think so, I beat it three would or four you, times. Would you agree though? That's a good investment. Oh fuck yeah! I I have no no issues with that at all. I the the if I can hit a dollar an hour, I'm good. Yeah, that's like that's, I have I, no I, complaints about that at all. We kind of agreed like like literally once you hit a dollar an hour. Yeah, you're it's a good. Golden. It's a good invest. It's a great investment. That's the argument I was making earlier. Is like a dollar an hour or less is actually like borderline a no brainer. When you're in that two to three dollars an hour, and that's what I was talking about. Like for it's double. You're right. Like if you look at a game and you paid sixty bucks and you played sixty hours, we can agree. Yeah, you fucking nailed it, bud. There's no. Yep. You should have. You should have no regrets about buying that game unless you can't pay your mortgage and then well, you probably shouldn't have had that sixty hours of fun. Yeah. Um, but like you jump to that, that sixty hours. <laughs> you should have. Uh, but then you jump up. It seems like our opinion, your opinion, and the general consensus for a lot of people is like once you jump to that. Well, now I'm paying like two or three dollars an hour. That is two or three times as much, which is a significant increase, but it's also only a couple dollars an hour. Yep. And I think there's a disconnect in like people's heads between that, where it's easy to say, "Geez, it's three! T- I paid three dollars an hour to have fun, and like that's three times as much. That's so much higher, and it is. But it's also a very small amount of money to have fun. And it depends on how much you value your fun. That's that kind. Of, that the whole argument kind of goes with that in mind. Like there are a lot of people that will they don't value fun in front of a computer screen at three dollars an hour totally fine this conversation is not for you leave but like for those of us that have you know like you've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a gaming computer i've spent you probably spent thousands i've spent thousands of dollars on a gaming computer we value that time highly already and then three dollars an hour to have fun is probably too much and that just doesn't sink in my head where again if we were near us we had that mall and that mall has an amusement park in it. And if you told me, yeah, Jake, you go to that, you and your wife went to the amusement park, you were there for three hours, and you spent 
what, uh, 12 bucks. I'd be like, well, I know where I'm going this Friday. <laughs> right. But on yeah, a video think... game, it's that's it, it, that's not enough. And it, it's 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 I think one of the things we've kind of talked about, and I'm, I'm not I'm going to say something, and you tell me if you agree or not. But like that's like borderline way too much for a video game. Three dollars an hour. Three dollars uh, an hour. So what I was going to say along with this, because you're, I agree with what you're saying. That I think the nuance here is if I'm paying three dollars an hour instead of one dollar an hour. For example, if I buy, if I pay sixty bucks for a game and I get twenty hours of gameplay, mm-hmm. each gameplay hour is not equivalent. If I fucking have the best twenty, like really solid fucking fun, like I'm like laughing and joke, dude. So mm-hmm. a perfect example of this: I bought this fucking like. Uh, Do you ever play the game Road Rash back in the day? Motorcycle racing with combat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where you, you could like rip, like hit people with pipes and bats and stuff. Correct. Well, yeah. a few years ago, somebody basically released a Road Rash clone, right? Yeah, I remember that. It was on PC. I played that for maybe five or ten hours. Uh-huh. It was ten or twenty bucks. Dude, I was laughing and fucking like, like, I had so much fucking fun with that while I was playing it. No issue with that. But, like, the difference is, and I'm just going, since it's the game we're talking about, mm-hmm. the difference would be... If I get on RoboCop and that's how I spend my 20 hours, I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. But if I get on there and like it's fun because it's RoboCop for the first few hours, but after that, like it's just me moving through and shooting things and not really like yeah. Then at that point, that's where it's like, well, you know, like if I'm going through stuff kind of like just so, going through the motions, I can do that for free on Netflix. So how, how long did you and it just to make sure I don't put words in your mouth. How long did you have fun playing Road Rash again? Somewhere between five and ten hours. So if you if you say well, let's go on the low end, just because it makes my argument sound better, convenient, sure. right? But like so if you if you if you if the first five hours of Robocop is great and then the next ten hours is shitty, is it now worth thirty bucks? It could be. Very easily. Like if you like if you spend the first five hours rolling around as a tank, and I mean like I would argue as someone who's never made well, a game, it's probably I guess it, with it with a unique with probably a, not quite the right way but if like if boring if it's a mediocre game but it peaks in the first couple hours because it's just cool as shit then yeah yeah, i would say that's fine but if it's just like 180s and just becomes dog shit then no yeah unplayable like 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 you're talking about like hey you you take a game that the first 15 hours is great and the last 15 hours is unplayable yeah that's like if it's that's still not worth more of the same then i'm fine with that for and and that's about Mm -hmm. where i would say 20 bucks somewhere around 20 20 bucks, something like that, would that get me? So $20 for five hours is what, $4 four an hour? $4 an hour. $4 yep. an hour, yeah. That, that's quite a bit higher than even I was talking about, and that's something you're comfortable paying. 100%. I mean, another example is like, like I bought, and we'll go to the far end, because it's kind of funny, like as games get cheaper, I'm okay spending, because it's just that, it's that risk, it's a risk, it's less of a risk, but like I bought Lethal Company because the game looks cool. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, Sarah is dying to play that. And I know you said you would play it with us. Uh, like, we'll probably play that game for less than five hours. It looks really fun. It looks silly. And it's 10 bucks. And so it's like, I've already, like, I already bought it. Like, me and Sarah will probably play it for sure. And we'll probably play less than five hours. It'd be awesome to play with you because it will just, we'll laugh and make fun of each other. And we might download some mods and whatnot. We'll probably put less than five, 10 hours in it. And we'll spend a couple bucks an hour. But, like, that's totally cool. Like, it, I spent 10 bucks on it. I may never play it. No worries at all. Yep. Like as you can make your game shittier but still okay, it's probably it's way easier. I I I wonder where that line is though, because like now it's harder to stand out because 
I wonder if there's any kind of premium feel or premium like like schmooge that comes from your game is 30 40 bucks to set it apart from the field of like the five dollar games the seven dollar games the ten dollar games because like i've seen lots of um there's a lot of content creator courses out there to make your first game and like based on some of the videos i've watched and the screenshots like you and i could probably learn to make a game with a simple game development engine and sell it for like a couple bucks like if we the whole thing like hey we have a cool idea it's not mm-hmm. going to be graphically intense. That's not the important part. It's a small indie game we're going to make. Um, relatively speaking, it's not going to be that difficult. And we can make a $7 game. But now you just you fade into the background of like Steam probably has a, a hundred $7 games uploaded a day versus jumping into the, well, let's spend a, an insane amount of extra resources to make it into a $30, $40 value game to try and stand out from the pack a little bit, like more like PAL World. Yeah, I, I don't know I, where that line is at. Because, like, I could almost see it kind of working. Like, I can kind of see Lethal Company for what they're doing. If they made it a more polished-looking $30 game, it not selling nearly as well. And exactly. make, actually making less money. Because it's like, just like, it's, got gonna, it's actually not going to stand out. Yeah. Because well, the reason currently people... it stands out because it's a really well-made $10 game. Yeah, and that's one of the re- that's one of the big things that pulls people to it is that whole like yeah, it's ten bucks. Like just just throw ten bucks at it and see what happens. And when you lose that, does it? Because like that game's probably sold millions of copies now. And part of that also, like let's not ignore the fact that part of that is also like streamer hype. It's mm-hmm. a pretty funny game. It has plenty of funny silly moments, and streamers really latched onto it. And like you could probably give any game the equivalent of like you know 20 million dollars in advertising and it'll be successful yeah at least to some degree to some degree like like i guarantee i guarantee any game that becomes popular because it's bad but a, but streamers play it a bunch i guarantee that game sells like hotcakes too mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like like if a game let's say a game is laughably bad laughably broken and it's so laughably bad and broken that a ton of streamers play it because like oh my gosh guys look at how awful this game is i guarantee that game sales jump through the roof maybe not long term and maybe they don't you know make their 20 million dollars but i guarantee they sell a ton of fucking games because uh-huh. of, be, because <laughs> you know markiplier and jacksepticeye and pewdie well i don't think pewdiepie streams anymore but like Whatever. Pick pick ten streamers that have an audience of twenty million people each, and like, hey, sixty to a hundred million people saw this game. If one percent buy them, that's sixty thousand copies. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's a big part of like why the game is popular. Is which again is the whole another air avenue of like game development is like, do you develop a game to be you you could develop a game to be good and entertaining and fun and put all your resources and time into that or you could develop a game to be okay but also very streamable and very entertaining to stream mm-hmm. and you'll probably there's there's a breakover point where like you, you you need to put more money into trying to get not necessarily paying Markiplier to play it but making it interesting that Markiplier or Schmitty or Nogla or Jacksepticeye would be interested in playing it yeah the I think the fundamental thing about Lethal Company, and this is most of the time, this is what gets people playing these games, like the streamers and whatnot, not always, but mm-hmm. you make a game that's fun to play with other people because that's yeah. what, like, fundamentally, that's what gaming's about. Not yeah. always, but like, playing games is only really interesting as even, even single player games, they're usually way more interesting if you have some sort of community around them. And well, with fuck. multiplayer games, the community is kind of built in yeah 
I mean, look at um, now. Let me say, quote unquote, lucky because of COVID. But look at fucking Among Us. Among mm-hmm. Us. Like again, I'm not gonna say that you and I could code that game. But let's say any. Okay, let, let me let me draw this comparison. I got into a little a bit of a series where um, the whole premise of the series was they would take um, six between five and seven developers, game developers who did who did game development. They're like small. They might work for a company or a thing, but they're kind of smaller. Like they they all have YouTube channels they hyped, for example. Like they talk about mm-hmm. game development or games. There, hey, I'm working on making my first game for Steam, or hey, I've got a game coming out on Steam in six in six months. Um, and they will, I think they, everyone gets like eight hours. So the first person gets eight hours. The, se- the second person gets eight hours. The third person gets eight hours. And they don't get to talk to each other. And so it's, what does the game turn in, turn or change from the guy who first gets a blank slate and a prompt to the sixth guy or girl who's done something with it? I tell you that because the amount of work these people could do in eight hours to make a game function, I'll bet you one of them could code among us in less than a week's worth, like less than 40 hours. Mm-hmm. And that game sold, first of all, it was free to play. And then it, like, so who knows how much it sold or if there was any advertising to be sold with it. But like, they do have a paid version you can get on your phone and whatnot. Who knows how many copies that, I don't, there's, there's a paid version somewhere. Who knows how many copies that game has sold because how crazy popular it got. And it probably took them, it probably took the guys that did it, you know, a, less than a few weeks worth of work. Because I don't, like, Anytime I think about like an actual games, so, like how long did it take to make? How long do you think it took to make Pal World? Years. It's been in development for years minimum, but like that that type of yeah. game takes and it's years, still in access. Years yep. to make. Like you look at big release titles, like AAA titles. Most of them are in development for like I think between four and eight years. Yep. And that's that's excluding the games like Red Dead Redemption or like GTA or FromSoft games that might be closer to ten or twelve. And then you can compare that to some of these games like like. Uh, among, or among Us or Lethal Companies I think a one man band I think one person made Lethal Company like you look at I'm sure you've seen like game jams where people will make a game in like a, a week or whatever and some relatively interesting polished games come out of those in a week mm-hmm. the graphics are usually quite a bit lower but you just pivot that to make it an artistic style choice like instead of instead of going for hyper polished realism just make an artistic decision like it's yeah, it's high poly and any that, sort of style and then lean yeah. into it and it's fine it doesn't matter that your graphics kind of suck because that was that's what it's it's meant to look like that and yeah you've got these games like among us and lethal company that are such low input games from the developer side and then are such high successes in part because they got lucky and got um uh they got uh viral but that's one of those things like we've talked about like doing a podcast you you'll you need to make a good product and then get lucky. You need yeah. both. And like, those yep. are good products. Boy, we've talked an hour and 10 minutes on game design and on <laughs> buying Robo games Cop. and RoboCop. You're welcome. <laughs> Jesus. Um, we have jumped right over our patron segment. So I promise a double shout out. I'm going to have Matt go grab me the list. Cause we're recording remote again with my, with my, with my bad schedule and, uh, this is Matt's fault again. We didn't record in person. We were going to record this weekend, but Matt can't sleep more than three or four hours a night and didn't want to record. He wanted to play pre-modern. Well, if so. we didn't play pre-modern, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Uh, yes, we would. We haven't said a thing about pre-modern. Shocking. I mean, I know. but there's no way we could have predicted uh, that. Yeah, I know. This is an emergent phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a stream of conscious where we just talk. Matt says something about a game he kind of wants to buy, and I'm like, no, wait a minute here. 
I have some thoughts about that. But, Matt, if you would be ever so kind, will you please go shoot me a picture of the patrons and I can give them the proper shout-out they deserve? Yep, give me one second. And thanks to the magic of editing, uh, we have returned, and I'll give a shout-out to uh, Asphalt and Emperor, who for a long time were responsible for getting our stuff on Reddit. So I haven't said in a couple weeks because we don't advertise as much on Reddit because we don't do as much magic anymore, but they still deserve a huge shout-out for helping support and promote the podcast. Uh, Ramblin' Rogue, Ashley, Eric, Monowolf, Ethan, CJ, Ted, Mumbledown, Rob M, Limit of Questions, Derek T, His Forest, and Jasper. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the Patreon, for helping support the show, and for being in the Discord and chit-chatting with us and playing games with us and kind of just helping keep the community going. Uh, And as promised, because I didn't do it last week, Extra shout-outs to Asphalt Emperor, Ramblin' Rogue, Ashley, Eric, Monowolf, Ethan, CJ, Ted, Mumbledown, Rob M, Limit of Questions, Derek T, His Forest, and Jasper. Thanks again. Anyone that wants to be a part of the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cantripcartel. Um, all the tiers get you into the private Discord. Uh, we're getting ready to go record another between 35 and 45 minutes of extra bonus content. We'll probably sequester a lot of our pre-modern stuff there this week just because it's what we have left to talk about. But you want to get extra content. You want to get access to the Discord. You want to get uh, uh, access to some cool merch we have. Um, basically, it's all at cost. I just have the, the image files and I... Uh, get like play mats and t-shirts and we do all kinds of cool stuff so if you're interested in any of that head over to the dis or the the patreon and check us out um as we kind of cover that and we approach our hour and 20 minute mark which is kind of our new our new benchmark for these podcasts um matt was there anything else you want to talk about on the main episode this week uh no not really okay well if that's the case i think we'll head over to the patreon only and we'll talk about the the four extra hours of pre-modern we played, the cumulative eight hours, and we'll kind of get a little more into the nitty-gritty of the format. So, uh, Matt, unless I'm forgetting anything, I think we'll see you guys next week. Yep, have a nice night, guys. Welcome, step on in to the Cantrip Cartel. Chicken Matt chatting meta games or slinging some spells, casting ale, sipping on blue soup and parting some veils. Glimpse of nature once upon a time, they're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies, where the brainstorms of Sophia, some so scary, so legendary. Queer and ranger scrounge the sylvan libraries, for when the greens and zenith would parry the clouds and turn their swords into plows. Let them rotate the crops, abundant growth in the ground. Nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound. Seeds of innocence burnished all the birch lorian mounds. Gaia's cradle exhaled carpet of Flowers unwound, birds of paradise sang, tropical islands of sound, Allosaurus shepherd danced on dinosaurs stopping grounds, Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found, through their visions, doused in serum, they saw only for how, to convey these magic stories aloud, to the crowds, the masses, make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic, through ancestral visions, they felt compelled to draw every single card with the cantrip cartel, draw cards with the cantrip cartel, Wrong cards with the cantrip cartel.